thinking outside the box and the box it came in the blind leading the nearsighted four out of five doctors recommend not listening this is cash withdrawal and four out of five doctors recommend welcome back to cash withdrawal quarantine edition day 28 wow doesn't really feel like it's been that long uh I was kind of used to it right off the bat, you know? It's really interesting. I thought I thought I would be sort of bored the whole time. Um, I haven't been. There's always things to do. Um, even when I'm alone now, I'm still kind of quarantined from my family, uh, which did make things more difficult. It's most difficult at night uh, when I don't have them to hang out with. Um, but there's always stuff you can do. Um, I went to CVS Pharmacy. Put on my uh, my mask and then my uh, ski goggles. Yes, I do. I do rock the ski goggles when I go to CVS Pharmacy now. It's a whole new world. Um, you know, you can just wear whatever you want. No one says anything. No one even looks at you strangely when you're throwing down on the ski goggles. Um, I have a big, like, fluffy hat I'm wearing. Um, the other day I went in there with a snorkel. No reason. Just there's no rhyme or reason between, but you know, in terms of what anybody does these days. The world's gone mad. So you can walk around with a snorkel. Nobody says anything. But I went into CVS pharmacy and you know, I hadn't really been out. I'm kind of getting stuff for the family now since we're all quarantining and um I really hadn't been out to see what it's like out there. And it is, it's crazy out there. When you see all the stuff that we have, uh, when you've been short on every single thing that you might need, whether it be toothpaste or chocolate bars or whatever else they have at CVS Pharmacy. CVS Pharmacy, by the way, I think it's weird that there's more things that can kill you in a pharmacy that can than can heal you. That seems strange to me. And I would have thought that you know, you'd have mainly, it's a pharmacy, it's supposed to be things that are helpful to your survival. But uh, mainly it's processed food, tons of alcohol, which I think is weird that they sell that at the pharmacy. Uh, hardcore drugs in the back if you need them, if you can get back there. Roundup, and you know I'm kind of, <laughs> why do they have Roundup at the pharmacy? Why do they have that? I mean, they've proven Roundup causes cancer. You know, from the start, I thought that we should we should spray Roundup on top of the coronavirus. Maybe that could have curtailed it a bit. But it's a place with a lot of dangerous stuff. You can't get in it. There's scissors. You can't get anything healthy at uh, at CVS Pharmacy. It's all processed foods. Um. A lot of things, a lot of things that can bring you down. Anyway, I went in there and uh, everyone's wearing masks now. I'm not used to it. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's kind of jarring when I see it still. Um, people saying, "Oh, you know, after 9/11, we we got used to things really quick again, and we just didn't even think about it anymore." Yeah, but this is lasting much longer than the 9/11 situation did in terms of. I mean, we'll have gone through this. This is what, day 28 of the quarantine for me? We've gone through this for a lot longer. So when you say, well, there's going to be no long-term change afterwards, people just get back to normal. 
three or four days later? I don't think so. I think this one's going to last a little bit longer. Uh, the longer we're doing it, the longer we're not going to be used to being around other people uh, less than six feet. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of a crazy part of it. And you, yeah, you see people taking a a really wide berth around you, even in a in an aisle at a CVS or even on the sidewalk. Uh, even when both of you are wearing masks, and uh, it's really strange. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'll get used to it anytime soon, but I also don't know that after a month or two more of this, we're just going to go back and sit in an arena together or at a comedy show quickly and be with a bunch of strangers at a table. Um, I think it's going to take a while. Um, I think it might take as long as is having some you know, a vaccine or some better remedies for this um, because it's kind of terrifying. Not even kind of terrifying. It is terrifying. Um, so I went to CVS. That was one, one place I went. Uh, been talking to my neighbors a lot. Uh, who does such a thing in this day and age, you know? Usually you ignore your neighbors, you know, for fear that, for fear that they'll want to talk to you in the future. You don't want to create a precedent where you where you talk to your neighbors. Um, precedents are hard to break. That's the problem. You know, you, the crossing guard, I always say thank you to him. And he goes, you're welcome. And we do that every single time I pick up the kids at school. I go, thank you. Be like, you're welcome. And now that's our relationship. And now I can't really take that away. It'd be rude for me not to say thank you, even if I'm on the phone with somebody as I cross the street, or if I want to say more, I feel like I've already set up this precedent and now it's going to be awkward for me to change the habitual sort of greeting that we have for each other. And so that's our relationship the last five years. Thank you. You're welcome. And that's what we do. I always do it about the same time as I cross the street. I don't want to startle them, do it too early. Um... I do it right before I pass him. Uh, he takes his job seriously, the crossing guy, and I admire that. And uh, in a foxhole, I think uh, he's a guy I'd want in there with me. I love that. People are like, in a foxhole, I'd want that guy in there with me. Got my back. <laughs> We're still doing foxhole analogies, you know? Doesn't uh, You'd think that would dissipate, but no, we still do foxhole analogies. No way around it. Um, apparently, there's a tiger in the Bronx Zoo that has coronavirus. I know I'm not the first guy to probably say this, but I think it's crazy that my family and I can't get a test, but there's a tiger that got one in New York. More power to the tiger, but uh, I I would have thought there'd be more pressing, you know, uh, more pressing uh, cases. Then the tiger in the zoo, because uh, apparently it's not fatal for a tiger, uh, but they're still giving him swabs or whatever else they do to check out his coronavirus status. Um, the news is running so quickly that probably by the time you hear this, that's old news and you've heard every tiger joke possible. But uh, all I can do is get down here in my basement and just give you some notes from the underground. 
and it feels good to uh, to bust my spleen talking to you guys. I don't know how many of out there are listening. Maybe six and a fourth, maybe less. Seems like less, but um, sometimes it seems like no one's listening. You know, it's just me talking into a microphone. Um, but this will be my sort of um, my diary, my audio diary of this experience. Unfortunately, some of the more serious parts of it, I'm, I might even be holding back a little bit because I don't really want to um, talk about some aspects of it until the coast is clear, if it, if it becomes clear. But uh, hopefully we look back on this and we're like, you know what, that, that was, uh, we kind of overdid it with that whole quarantining thing. Uh, that'd be a good problem to have. Um, the big winner in this is Joe Biden, as far as I'm concerned. Not because this makes it more likely he'll beat Trump. I don't I don't even that's not what I'm going after here. I just think it's such a pain to go out and to uh, to campaign. I, I think that must suck. I think the worst thing about being a candidate probably is campaigning. And he's basically in the only year in the history of America where you don't have to go out and uh stand on the back of a train or on a podium and make a stupid speech to every single person in America personally. You, you don't have to like, we didn't need to be doing it that way anymore. Uh, and now it's just been eradicated. He could just stay in his home. This guy can do speeches. He could do his interviews with no pants on. What What is a more lucky scenario as a candidate than that? To do interviews with no pants on. Any job where you can do it with no pants on is a good job. I used to do some stuff at Fox Sports, and uh, one of the anchors there, I'm not going to say which one, he, which one he was, because I think he works on Inside Edition now or something. He would sit behind the desk with no pants on. Uh, and I was, was like, that's a good job. You can do a job with no pants on. I'm not talking porn, people. I'm talking a legitimate, respectable job. Crossing guard, he can't do it with no pants on. He'd get fired for that. This guy's sitting behind a desk, no pants, right? Drawstring free. Um, that's a good job. Other marks of having a good job, you know, uh, well, you can steal. If you can steal good things from your workplace, get some freebies. Those are good jobs. A comedian, we don't really get a lot of free stuff. When I do corporate shows, uh, I don't steal it, but they sometimes give me uh do some giveaways. They'll give me some hats or some, you know, a lot of magnets, um, a lot of pens that run out of ink much quicker than a normal pen. Um, a lot of bags with the, uh, you know, the company logo on it. And people will ask, like, oh, you work for uh, Strassman Biggers? And I'll be like, no, I have no idea which show that was or, or why, but uh, I'm using their bag and uh, it's got a lot of pockets. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. And they got zippered pockets over at uh, Strassman Biggers. So they know what they're doing. I wear a lot of the shirts they give me too. It's all very official. Nothing with a collar though. Those go straight to the Goodwill. I don't really like collared shirts. I don't understand what the concept of a collar is. I think it's collars are outdated. I don't, I don't know why people are still doing it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, I'm still wearing a lot of those giveaway items that I get at those events. Joe Biden doesn't even have to leave his house. He can campaign for president. 
That's not a bad deal, especially at his age. Let's be real. He didn't want to be out there for the next eight months shaking hands, uh, even if everyone was healthy, making the same speech over and over again in every state in the union. How about just doing it on Zoom? Just interview people from Good Morning America, uh, you know, or be interviewed, I should say. Uh, that's a good deal. I think, he, uh, I think he's one of the big winners in this whole thing. Another big winner, actually big winner and big loser, Me Too movement. There's some winning and some losing with that. Um, the way the Me, Me Too movement lost a little bit is I think people are going to look back on the era where people were, you know, different people were complaining that they felt uncomfortable at the office one time. Uh, when someone, you know, touched their arm in an inappropriate way uh, at, a, at a meeting or something, or said something that made them feel uncomfortable, and that became part of the Me Too movement. I think people are going to look back on that era and be like, God, did Americans have a lot of time to discuss and analyze and obsess about frivolous things back before this thing hit. Yeah, remember when people cared that someone felt uncomfortable for a brief two or three seconds when the boss said that you looked pretty today? Uh, that part of the Me Too movement, uh, this is a loss because I don't think people will be taking those kinds of stories as seriously as they took them before this movement began or before the, uh, before the crisis, before the pandemic. Um. That being said, it's a Me Too movement win, the pandemic, because let's be real, people aren't going to be groping each other for quite a while, um, just for fear of picking up the virus. So I think everybody's safe. To say, I mean, six feet, 10 feet, not bad, not bad. Almost as if the Me Too movement came up with this whole thing. Now, see, that's the kind of thing that would go viral if the show had more than six and the fourth listeners. <laughs> I mean, I could say other things too. I've had a lot of different jokes over the last month or two in my mind or when I talked to my wife about who might have perpetrated this virus upon the public. Uh, you know, obviously the computer companies have come out really well in this whole thing. Uh, it's a shame that we needed to get away from the technology, I think, as human beings. And this is, you know, further entrenched us in this world where four or five companies, Amazon, Google, Apple, uh, can uh, mine our information and sell it to the highest bidder and careless Facebook carelessly share every private thing about us with a lot of other people, some of it not even accurate, and I'm talking to you, Facebook, or Wikipedia, whatever. It's all on the internet. Some of it's true, some of it isn't, but people believe it when they read it. And we're further entrenched in that world. And people are like, oh, now we don't even have to go meet. We could just Zoom each other. It's great for Zoom. I'm sure they've... Uh, They've come out like bandits on this thing. But for the rest of us now, uh, 
my dad, when he was, he was always telling me, he said, you know, face to, face to face. That's the way meetings need to be done. He's like, if you want to get something done, the best way is face to face. The second best way is on the phone. The third best way is, is, is writing, you know, email or whatever else. But you always want to try to close the deal or have personal relationships with people. And that's going to be happening less and less uh, in terms of the technology getting us between people. It's not the same. It's not the same being in the same room with somebody versus, it, you know, the, the trust that you gain by getting to know somebody in the same room versus the digital world. And uh, we're losing that. So that's a bummer. Big win. Big win for the environment. Everyone's talking about that. Except for the water. Because let's face it. We're all taking a shitload of showers right now. Right? I mean, are your showers just... I'm taking like three, four showers a day. So as much as everyone's talking about how great this is for the air, uh, we're going to run out of water in about three or four days from now. You mark my words. Three or four days, we're run out of water, and somebody's going to be knocking on my door blaming me. So I think that's what I'm about to do right, do right now is just go take a shower, wash off the filth of having not taken a shower over the last, uh, I don't know, 12 to 17 minutes, and uh, I will do that over and over again, rinse and repeat. Hope you're staying safe out there. Thank you for listening. And enjoy your quarantine as best you can. And we'll talk to you next time on Catch Withdrawal. Quarantine Editions. Do shy shy. Do shy shy.